The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is the Knapsack Files, and this is the 91st interview on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Thank you to uh, those who are supporting now, and we're supporting back in 2013 when we launched this 100th. It's coming up. We'll do something special. We'll do something nice. But much like last week when Alicia Malone came in and we caught up over podcasts, it's a very L.A. thing to do. This is a gentleman I've been waiting to interview, but also waiting to get to know better, so... Why not do it here on the microphone, here on the Knapsack Files? Here is a producer, former uh, news producer, a podcaster, a father, a fan of a lot of things that I'm fans of as well. This is Owen Mugen. How are you, my friend? Ken, I'm great. Thanks for having me, man. This has been long in the works. It has been. It has been long in the works. Now, full disclosure, uh, you are we're mutual friends with Christian Harloff. Yes. That's yes. how I got to know you. Yep, yep. Through Ellis and Harloff. Through just, both of them or just Harloff first, Ellis second? How did this come about? I, well, I used to work uh, with those guys. I produced them when I worked at Reels Channel, which was a... Uh, Wait, yes. A thousand years ago. Yes. And they would come in and I, I produced a show called The Top Ten. List and it was, you know, it was your basic, yes. you know, uh, top 10 punches, top 10, you know, uh, gastric bypasses in <laughs> movies. And these guys would come in, and obviously, you know them, and you yes. know they, they work together. And, and this was back in, I think, you know, phase minus one. Yes. You know, and, yes. And, uh, and they would come in, and I loved these guys because, A, they always came prepared. Yeah. And they were always open to collaboration, and uh, and they made it fun. They made yeah. sort of a you know just a, a paycheck job a really good time. And that was one of the first times they kind of were past just uh, uh, YouTube phase. It was like, oh, the shows are on this program. Right. That's right. And I, you and I talked about this. I just my memory jogged. <laughs> this is how we almost uh, interacted. I was on that show, That's- and it was kind of either after you had left or I went literally. Every time they're like, our producer's not here. And I had heard someone say that before. Right. Yeah, I got, uh, I got ceremoniously uh, canned uh, <laughs> along with, I think, half the office. Yes, uh, yes. And, and then just was gone. That was it. But uh, Might have been during that phase. But yeah. yeah, Leslie Jones was on it. That's where I met Leslie. Uh, Leslie Jones, uh, now on SNL. Yeah. Uh, my friend uh, Lou Santini. Uh, Liz I worked Stewart. With, I worked with Lou. We would do, um, and what we do, Man on the Man Street. street we, yeah, we'd go to, uh, you know, the Grove or whatever and ask yep. people stuff. And yeah. I, I, I saw Lou, I guess, at, at Christian's 40th. 40th. Uh, well, well, Lou and I, until recently, roommates for six years. So that's how small. Get out of here. Yeah, he, that's, that's why I'm in this new studio is he right. got his own place and I got my own place. And that's Which is a very nice place. You guys can't see it at home, but this place is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Settling in. Uh, you haven't gone into the second room where all the Star Wars Black Series figures are are, are, are currently being hung on walls. That's awesome. I was looking for, I was, I was as I mentioned to you off mic, uh, yeah. I, my boy has finally seen Star Wars. My boy's going to turn seven tomorrow. Let's talk about this. Uh, I love parenting tips. I'm not a parent myself. Okay. I don't know if I will be, not ruling it out. But this is big. It is Kid big. and Star Wars. It is big. I, I became a dad at 40. And, okay. And my boy's going to be seven tomorrow. And, you know, he was born into this world. He was born into a world <laughs> where his parents are both in media. You in know, this world. Into, right. <laughs> in a world of. But it was everywhere. And, and you know, Star yeah. Wars was everywhere. And, yeah. and the idea for me was I wanted to hold it precious as much as I could. Yeah. And, and I wanted it to to be something that I could hopefully save for him until he was of a certain age. Right. And, and again, this is never to criticize anyone else's parenting or sure. parenting style. But for me, I'm like, I was seven when I saw it in, yeah. in, in summer of 1977 when okay. it came out, right? And, you know, it came out in May. I didn't see it until late July in upstate New York. We were on, we were on vacation at this the James Way Mall, and uh, I, love it. I remember walking in. It was like a single screen theater, and that famous shot of Han and Chewie and Luke and Ben yes. in the cockpit. I remember asking the w- woman behind the counter. I was like, "Hey, are they the bad guys or the good guys?" She's like, "We're gonna have to go and find out." And I found <laughs> out. Buy your ticket, kid. Right, go buy your ticket, kid. Exactly. Uh, anyway, fast forward to having a son, and yeah. and you you try to start to balance things out, and you want to be able to entertain. And I curate the hell out of things. You know, we right. we, we got rid of cable before he was born. You know, okay. we, you know, it just it was a. We want to try to keep them as pure as possible at certain things. Sure. And so Star Wars was one of those, like, you ever see Quest for Fire? You know, they're carrying that thing around, you know. <laughs> yes. And, and just try to keep it precious. Yeah. And the idea was, yeah, you can watch it when you turn seven, you know. Wow. And so he'd be, in, he'd be in school with kids and, and preschool and people yeah. were talking about, you know. I'm looking at the shirt you're wearing, prequelist, yeah. and, 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 yeah. I, and I, and I, I, we, we come from different tribes. <laughs> it's all right. But it's, you know, but I. We can come together. But I respect it. 
I wanted him to see it in the order that in which I saw it. Hundred percent agree with that. You know, and and I also I wanted it to be in a way that you know we're watching Empire. <laughs> let me get yeah. back. Let me let me yeah. get back to it. Let me get linear for a minute. Yeah. So a few weeks ago we were on vacation on the East Coast, Martha's mm-hmm. Vineyard, with people we see every year. Right. And it was only a few weeks off till his birthday, and and so the the time was right. We were there with friends. It was a rainy day in the vineyard. I love the rainy day aspect. It was great. It was because it couldn't have been it couldn't have been better. And right. I brought this projector from home, so like you know we had a massive screen that we we're watching this on. And I'd managed to get my hands on a uh, a despecialized oh okay. edition. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and so that's what we watched. And oh, that's great. And it was great. Like, I, I spent half the movie watching him. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he'd seen clips here and there, and I'd shown him a couple of things. He knew who Han Solo was. Had he no. been counting down the days? Yeah. So he was shocked when it was like, you know, hey, pal, you oh, watch Star Wars? He was like, yes! <laughs> so, I love that. And it was wonderful, and it, and it made me fall in love with it again. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Because I had, I had sort of fallen out of love with it. You know, and again, not to talk about the prequels in, in, a, in, a, in a pejorative yeah. way, I was disappointed by them for reasons that we could go into and look, that, look, that look, I'm sure have been gone ad nauseum. Don't let their shirt fool you. A lot of disappointments in them. Right. <laughs> but, but then to have that and to have like that despecialized edition yeah, was, yeah. was sort of nice, too. And so yeah, 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 yeah. we were watched it and then uh we've been over a couple weeks and he went back to school wednesday and uh i was like what kind of fun thing could we do and and i said listen i said when star wars ended i had to wait three years Mm. to see the next movie (laughs) and then i I would have loved if you made your kid wait till he was 10 (laughs) i know (laughs) you haven't taken away from me you know it would be cruel (laughs) and then of course you know so we watched empire and then we get to the end of that you know, the end of Empire. Yeah. And I said, now look at me, son. Yeah. I had to wait three years three, oh to find years. out what happened to that guy. <laughs> you know? What was his reaction at the big Empire reveal? Uh, oh, well, the, 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 the reveal, yeah. you know, some, some punk kid in school had ruined that. Oh, already, you know? spoiler. So, <laughs> spoiler <laughs> exactly, on the exactly. playground. I know. We, you know we, we, there, there are rules so, at the outset that, we, yeah. that he's learning in movies. Don't yeah. talk once the movie starts. Good. And don't spoil it for anybody else. You're raising a good son. I'm doing the best I can. You know? <laughs> You're helping society. I, I really think I am. How did he do with the, the dark ending of Empire? I mean, not just the reveal, but... He was more bothered by um, the Wampa. Oh, the Wampa scared me. Yeah. In seven. yeah. 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 And, and we did watch the, the special edition Empire and, and, sure. and um, Ian McDermott yeah. gave him a chill, as he should have, you know, yeah. which was yeah. great. Yeah. Um, yeah, a little more frightening than Clive Revel. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But he he reacted strongly to to Chewie's upset. Oh, really? Yeah, you know. And, well, and, as I did in the Force Awakens. So, <laughs> yeah, oh God, and that's a movie we're staying away from for as long gotcha. as I possibly can. I don't know. I, again, it's like <laughs> I was at a place called uh, Blast from the Past in Burbank. Love it. Collectible. Yeah. I was looking for some stuff for him, and um, the woman behind the counter, you know, we were talking about Star Wars, and that yeah. basically told her what I told you, and and she goes. All right, well, maybe just let him be happy for a while. I said, what do you mean? Just hold off on, on Force Awakens. And I'm like, yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. <laughs> you know? Let him have, yeah, because we had that hero for 30 plus years. Exactly. And all the, the things that, that, uh, that yeah, go into true. the realm of, of, of imagination and memory of what could have been and whatever. And then, but here it's all wrapped up. I, I, you know, I had never, until you just mentioned that, Owen, I never thought about that because if I have a, I have a, of a child and I want to sit them down to watch Star Wars, like this gestated for such a long time to right. just be like, let's sit down and watch it. Yeah, Han's dead. They might not have the same. Right. Might not mean the same. No, no. And oh, wow. The sort of, the, the, the one concession I made to this film for now is, yeah. is we watched the trailer. Ooh, okay. And that was the best I could do. And, but I, so I want to kind of like, it's almost like, you know, the, 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 the reactor is melting down. Can you, can you stop it from melting down? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know if I can put the genie right. back in the model at right. this point. But right. again, I, I still control what he watches. So. Sure. But I, I would like to have it hold off for a while and to have some of that Hanness, you know, saturated. Oh, that's into a good him, point. You know. He gets to Jedi. Have you watched Jedi yet? Uh, yesterday. Yesterday. Fresh. Yeah. Yep, fresh. We just watched it yesterday, and I got and I found a despecialized version of that too, and, oh, okay. and that's important simply because I don't care. I'm a 47 year old man. I love Nub Nub. I love it. Yep, I nub. want it. I want Yeep, it. Yep, Nub. And I want Lopty Neck. You know, Lopty Neck. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That Jedi rocks. You don't want uh, that. Job, job is. Uh, it is. That is that is to me one of the bigger crimes. It, it is. In Star it Wars. Is. But all that being said, he loved it. Yeah. You know, and he walks. He reacted to the Ewoks. He, he reacted to the Ewoks, and he was like, "Yeah, they're uh, they're pretty tough for little furry guys." 
and and I was waiting for the shot where like the, where they get <laughs> hit the by the mind a, of a seven year old. Exactly. I was waiting for the shot where they get hit by a mortar and like yeah. you know, one of them dies and, yeah. and, and wickets over them. And I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, I was I laughed because yeah, you know, even at thirteen when it came out, I didn't love the Ewoks. Right, right, right. Love and you know, I was I was reading Starlog magazine at the time, Absolutely. and they were saying, oh, they were supposed to be Wookies. I'm like, why weren't they Wookies? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it, it's to have those three under yeah, our yeah. belt now, you know, as a That's family. Uh, it's and my wife and and I yeah. and our boy watch them together, you know, which is terrific. I love that. Yeah, it's great. I love that. Well, I got I got very lucky a long time ago. Uh, yeah. My wife is um, is is a, is a sci fi fan, you know, right? And, and and I think I was a big part of it, helping her to get there. You know, one of our first dates was Star Trek Six back in ninety one on Discovery Country. And, yeah, and, now you're and, you're a big Star Trek guy. Yeah, I would say you know if if push came to shove, yeah. And, and it's funny. I, it, this is a, a harder question to answer this week. Yeah. Than it has been in years because yeah. there, the the my my real love of Star Wars came back out this week really? you know, in, in in a sense of just watching him get it and see it and oh, yeah, and, and there is yeah. there is such majesty to it it is space opera you right, know right. and and, and yes. all that goes with that no way Star Trek is not yeah yeah no I always say Star I don't consider Star Wars sci-fi in a pure way it's, right it's something totally different yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and for years and years and years before the proliferation of of, of Star Wars content the prequels and the yeah, cartoons yeah. and all that. There was always just more Star Trek, yes. you know, and you always had more Star. You could look at seventy nine episodes, you know, over and over again, and yeah. you could look at a handful of movies, and then you could, then you had DS nine and the other right. other shows. And Star Wars was always this thing that was separate and special yeah. and yeah. unto itself. And for me, growing up, it was only once every three years, you right? Know? <laughs> so, so it has a built in lore and mm. and and, uh, and power to it that right. I rediscovered this week through him, which, through was, him. which was wonderful. But back to your wife, you guys yeah. connected over this shared thing. Well, was we, this your shared thing. Uh, my wife and I? Yeah, with Star well, Trek we, uh, 6. How well, was okay, so we got out of Star Trek 6, and she was like, wow, that was great. Do we have any more of this at home? And I was like, <laughs> well. and, and you're so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and then, no, I mean, we, they, we became insane. You know, she became a real Star Trek lover. Right. And, 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 and not just becoming invested in, in, in the stories, but invested in hard science fiction. Right. And, and the possibilities that, that lie within hard science fiction. Not that Trek was always hard sci-fi, but occasionally right. they threw you a hard sci-fi episode. Yeah. Occasionally they did some time traveling or something. Right. It got deep, yeah. But the great thing was is that it, it was absolutely, and it remains, a, 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 something that we share and that we love together. Right. You know, good sci-fi. Good sci-fi. How Even long bad you, sci-fi. How long have you been married now? Uh, we've been, t- let's see, uh, we've been together 26 years, and uh-huh. on... We married 21, together 26. And then the kids came late career-wise? I don't want to dig no, too uh, deep in your... No, it's fine. It's funny. For years, we we were never anti-kid. Yeah. You know, but it was just a matter of... I, I For me, I, I was worried that I wouldn't be selfless enough. Yeah. I to, have that To be worry. a good parent. You know, and Those are my toys on the wall. Those are my that's toys. Right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's, that was certainly a big part of it. And a, and a very good friend of ours um, back home in New York... Mm. A few years ago, she said, listen, I'm not, I don't want to butt in to your life. Right. And she said, but just consider it, you guys. Just think about it one last time, you know, okay. about the idea. And, and so we actually, because this is a woman whose opinion we respect. I mean, this is yeah. very good friends of ours. They're my best friends, and they're a generation older than we are. Yeah, you know. Gotcha. And after the attacks, we, we lived downtown in lower Manhattan. We stayed with them. Oh, you know, okay. we, we had a, just we, we, a lot of family forging stuff with these guys. And, right. and her opinion matters. And she, sure. said, she said, just consider it. And Jackie yeah. and I considered it and we were lucky enough to eventually be able to have our son you know oh, okay. uh, a healthy boy you know? yeah. any so. fear uh, any, any apprehension at f- at 40 i mean because being an old dad I'm, being an older dad because it's it's definitely it's easier for men we get that we know that uh I, i'm at 41 no mm-hmm. nowhere near it but i have some friends who've hit hit that 50 that was the one he had this first mm-hmm. um any thought process beyond that or uh, times have changed uh, no i i, I think of it often uh, yeah. You know, there's a reason we, we didn't try for a second. A, because, mm-hmm. you know, we weren't kids. Right. And, and, and B, I do think that I have a responsibility to be there as long as I possibly can. Right. And, yeah. and, and, and so that is certainly big. And that's why it's like, you know, I, yeah. it'd be one thing to you know, hang out and party all the time and, and you know, drink and go out and, and you know, get fat, <laughs> which I, all those things which I did. You know? <laughs> but, but, but you got to draw the – I had to draw the brakes yeah. and say, you know, that thing of being selfless. Right. I've got to be there for him. Right. And, and not just for my wife and for him, but, you know, i got to be able to, you know, get down on the floor and play and run around. It's like we had a insane – it was a hybrid battle before I left the house involving – 
like Potter Potter of Wands and 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 some sort of uh, I'm not I'm not I'm gonna get ripped for not knowing my Transformers stuff, but like some Transformers thing thrown in there and lightsabers and kyber crystals, like all that stuff is. Yeah, yeah. And and I was exhausted. I was like, yeah. I gotta go, I gotta go to Ken's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fall asleep. But the, but the idea of being responsible for your kid yeah. means for me, I also have to try to be physically. Responsible able. and able yeah, and, and healthy and, and, yeah. and make sure that I am there as that's, long as I can be. That's that's probably part of the benefit too. You know, oh, and I, I don't know. You know, were you you weren't like some wild guy in your thirties? You would no, no married so. or anything. It wasn't. It wasn't like you were gallivanting to Monte Carlo. No, just, no, yeah. no, or in a Monte Carlo. Uh, or, um, <laughs> no, listen, but. But certainly, yeah. you know, we traveled. We did what we wanted to do when we wanted to do it. You know, we lived a lifestyle that was 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 of, of a certain type. I think that's a good balance, though. I think that's what something I might be looking for too. Where it's like, let me, especially even if you get married, like let's go, let's do that thing. The young, even you know, whenever you get married, uh, you know, I'll get married a little bit older if it happens. But mm-hmm. it's like, let's go be the 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 young and love couple, the, the and do it and have that balance. And then I, I get a little, I've all like kids in high school I knew I grew up with who married and then went. Three months later, they had their first kid. Twelve months later, the second kid. I right. I, it freaks me out. No, and the thing, I, I'm with you a thousand percent. What I think is really important about yeah. what you're saying, too, is, is that you, you're, you're really you're strengthening the DNA of right. the relationship between you and, and your mate. You know, yeah. when, when before children come, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and the connective threads right. are there. There's a, it's funny. I, I ran into a guy. This guy used to go to high school with an old friend of mine, Mark, and we lost touch. Yeah, and then uh, you know the, the the Facebook. We got back together years ago, um, and Jackie was pregnant at the time. Right, and and Mark is six months older than me. Okay? Right, so at the time uh, we were both forty, and yeah. he had just become a grandfather for the second time. Wow, yeah. I mean, the guy's my age. He's a grandfather yeah. twice over already. You know, it's crazy. I have some high school classmates. Yeah. Who I, it, 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 it's, it's weird. Hey, life choices. Well, well that's the thing. It's all good. Do what well, you like. You do know. what you like. Do right. what you like. East Coast guy, you, you, you're born and raised? Born and raised, raised in Brooklyn, New York. Get out of here. No. Um, yeah. East Flatbush till I was 12, and then uh, Fort Greene downtown after that, and then I uh, moved out of my parents' house into uh, Jackie's apartment in uh, Greenwich Village. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and you were... You were there. Uh, you were there. Uh, one, everything. So that that horrible situation. Nine uh, eleven. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So yeah. So yeah. Well, we had, <clears throat> Jack and I moved into Tribeca, Lower Manhattan, okay. four, four blocks away from the World Trade, um, back in the in ninety three, okay. and, and we were home. I, I worked uh, in news at the time, and I had the best hours in television: eleven a.m. to right. eight p.m. It was wonderful. Oh yeah, that's the best. Come on, it's like you know we we get off at of work at eight, yeah. the show would, would finish, and we'd go out and you know, we'd hang out and party until like two thirty in the morning on a yeah. school night. You yeah. Know? yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. if I got up by ten twenty three, I could be at my desk by two minutes to 11, you know, gotcha. and that was important. That morning we were woken up, um, yeah. horribly, uh, ah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. but yeah, we were home for all that. We were, we were there for all that. That's crazy. Did, yeah. did that cause you to, when did, when did you come out here? Um, oh, six. Oh, six. So, no. you know, that did not come. No, no, I was no, 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 as a matter of fact, yeah, as a matter of fact, the, the exact opposite. I wasn't going anywhere for yeah. any foreseeable period of time. I was not Gotcha. Coming. It was bad enough that day that, that we yeah. were chased from our home because we yeah. had, we had to, because yeah, we didn't know. We were 900 feet away from a 1,000-foot-tall building. We didn't know how it was going to, you know, yeah. how it was going to come down. So, yeah. And that was the only time I ran away. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and we got yeah. back as soon as we could and, and you know, stayed for years. And, and we, you know, we, we only sold the place uh, this yeah. year. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Kept it going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Started in network news or cable news? I started news? network, uh, yeah. a small uh, liberal outfit called the Fox News Channel. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've heard of him. I've yeah. heard of him. Wow. Yeah. That you, that's where you started? You work your way up? How did that Yeah. Come? Well, I, I started, I, I, was a, I was a stringer in college. Okay. And I had, I had an after, a glorified after school job. I worked like 60 hours a week for a computer consulting firm yeah, yeah. in the World Trade Center, in World Financial. Oh, uh, gotcha. That's when I was, you know, I was taking a full credit load during the day and uh, and also, I worked for UPI, which was one of the old wire services yep. at the time. And yep. you know, twenty bucks a story and that kind of deal. Totally. Yeah, and they still owe me twenty bucks, by the way. But uh, um, and then I uh, got a call one day. I'd freelance at the local channel, at the, at the local yeah, Fox yeah. affiliate. And, yeah. uh, and then I got a call one day. Hey, they're starting this news channel, and they're looking for bodies. And you know, I went in. And I was a ground level yeah. freelance PA, and then I very quickly moved up, and eventually ended up on a show called The Fox Report with Shepard Smith. And, you work with uh, Shep. For guy taught me how to write. Guy taught me how to do TV. Really? Yeah, no, I, I worked with Shep for I like the majority of my I, years. I like Shep. So, guy's, the so, guy's the best. Yeah, he, he is. He, I, you know, when we were out of the opinion side of things, you know, we yeah. always considered ourselves somewhat of an island, right, 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 uh, unto ourselves, and we were never asked to do anything. 
yeah. toward, and we worked our, our backsides off, you know, and yeah. so it became a different place after nine after the attacks. I, uh, I, yeah, yeah. You know, and I became different after the attacks. Sure, so, you know. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, absolutely, um, absolutely. But the place is, you know, whatever one wants to say about the place, um, I still have a lot of very good friends who still work there, and we still try really hard to do good work. New, news is fascinating to me, just yeah. news in general. I mm-hmm. grew up kind of obsessed with it. It was something that I maybe thought, uh, you know, I started my career in radio and all that stuff, but right. like... You know, it, I, I grew up in a small town, 20,000 people, whatever, Where? at uh, Pismo Beach, California, uh-huh. Arroyo Grande, about okay. two hours, two and a half hours north of here. And like the local news, we had uh, our, our, our CBS affiliate, KCOY, and our NBC affiliate, um, uh, KSBY. Right. Like that's the local celebrities. You look, we had this guy, Rick Martell, who is, we always would joke that Kent Brockman and Simpsons was based off of him. Right. White hair, classic <laughs> guy. He used to have a cable access show as well where he groaned. Uh, the late Rick Martell, he passed uh-huh. away. He was a local favorite. So I was obsessed with news. And, uh, and my friend, who eventually became my radio partner, Matt Donovan, Matty D, back in the day with me, um, we loved news. And so it's, it's it's a fascinating world that's go, go, go. Uh, it is. It's, and and I, I miss the action sometimes. Still, yeah. You know, because we did a live show. We did a, a yeah. 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. And, 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 you know, you start off with a blank slate in the morning and you build you a get show. An 11, long, get an 11. And then you get a show on the air at 7. You go to the control room and it's the best part of the day because you, right. you get to rock and roll with all the stuff you've done. You live know. is great. Live is great. I, I do miss live. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah. Yeah, live was a lot of fun. And, uh, but I, you know, it, it was, I was there for, you know, long time. 10 years. You know. And 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 you you worked your way up. How, what was your highest position upon leaving? Or producer, what? producer. So mm-hmm. you were so you were producing. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I did. A, I had a, a a block of. I did the cold open of the show. Yeah, which was you know sort of a package of you know tonight this yeah. and then this and then that you know. Right. Uh, but I had a section at the uh, back of the show called the G block, which was uh-huh. on our rundown. The uh-huh. G block. You started at the A block and ended the G block. G-block. And the G block was a place for just widows and orphans. It was like just stories that didn't <laughs> have any you know have any place to go and. And, and to the place's credit, I mean, they yeah. let me just go nuts. Yeah. And to Shep Smith's credit, he let me go nuts because, you know, he's, he's the gatekeeper. The yeah. words come out of his mouth. And, yeah, and, and he let me try a lot. I mean, I did a lot of strange sci-fi, weird pop culture stuff on that thing. And, <laughs> but again, very long time ago. But it, yeah, I, yeah. It, it taught me a lot about what not to worry about when you're doing news or, and doing live TV. What, you know, and, or what shouldn't you worry about? What shouldn't uh, you worry about? Uh, What's the secret? What other people have done yeah. before. Just do it. Just do it. Just, just be, be responsible. I mean, be, be responsible. There, there, there are rules of journalism that, yeah. that I think are, you know, extremely important. But beyond that, just kind of go, yeah. you know, and do try to do weird, freaky stuff, especially when it's live. Yeah. You know, especially it, when no one was watching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, initially. It, especially in the 90s. It was, it was different times. And not just not just Fox News. This is good right. on that, actually. It, it's just we, clearly uh, how we get our new. Everything's just changed so much. But well, yeah, it's, the, it's, it's the amount and it's the speed. That has changed yes. so dramatically. It's like, remember how people must have been losing their minds, you know, when the Gutenberg printing press came out. All of a yeah. sudden, you know, the power was out of the hands of a few. And there was some guy in a basement, you know, churning out, churning out zines. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's how it begins. And look, now everyone has a voice. Everyone does. And it's a, it's a 24-second news cycle. That, that's exactly what it is. You know, yeah. I mean, look at, the, you know, not to get into politics, but just look, look at how quickly things move now yeah. in, in the course of, of a day. I mean, something that seemed so big two days ago is now it seems whiskers like on it. ancient history. Yeah. Ancient history, yeah. where, where where big events, uh, you know, I'm, I was kind of uh, again, like I said, I was I was news junkie in the sense of uh, just thought it might have been something I want to do. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I remember watching the North Hollywood Shootout live. Gosh, back, uh, yeah. back home, I, I was home. I got off. I was in the control room for that. Yeah, for the for that one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my cousin was in the police academy, wondering if he wanted to still be a cop. That is um, still insane. That footage. That, it's that story. A, my, my one of my ex bosses is the SWAT officer that drove that car down at the truck. <sighs> Uh, he's actually the one, who, one of the ones who got on the ground and, and uh, took that guy out by the foot. Uh, and he would just tell, describe that story to me, and he's, to all of us, to our employees. And right. How he goes, my, I was out of the car before I put it in park, and all jokes aside, crap my pants. Like, <laughs> it was that that tense. Um, yeah, but I would be, you know, when watching that, I get addicted to that to the news, the live adrenaline oh, yeah. covering something like that. Right. It's 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 its own beast, and so. But that would my point being that North Hollywood shootout stayed in the news cycle for six months. Right. Right, right. right. That would be like last week. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And that that was, it's one of the things about working with a guy like Chef Smith, which was wonderful, is that he was just so, for me, he was always at his best when he was doing live, you Mm -hmm. know, and and because his his processing power was so extreme to be able to take and, 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 and exercise judgment at the same time. Right, right. Fascinating, but uh, a different world now. 
Yeah, totally different world now. Totally different world now. From there, did you did you feel that was going to be your final resting place career-wise? I think for a while I felt like I was, you know, maybe a couple years past my expiration date as far as me staying at Fox. And that was more about – that was not about anything else than me. Yeah. You know, uh, it was – my own decisions to stay, and and I got comfortable for sure. Oh, complacency! Um, no complacency, absolutely. You know, bit me on the backside. Yeah, you know? and uh, and then so my wife, who's an actor, mm-hmm. she's a producer and writer now, but initially was just an actor, not just an actor, was was an actor, was an actor, and uh, would come out here for pilot season. You know, come out gotcha. a couple months out of the year for pilot season and stay with friends in North Hollywood. And yeah. uh, and she was like, "Listen, you know, oh, and I, I I've got to go for this, and I, re- and I really got to do it." I'm like, "I know you do." And, yeah. uh, and I it, listen, it wasn't. I didn't come here with a yeah. smile on my face for sure. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. See, I mean, it seems like you you are a New Yorker. Yeah. I, I, you know the way I, I look at it, I, I I happen to have been lucky enough to be born in in what I believe is the greatest city in the world. Gotcha. You know, and yeah. uh, like New York City to me is. Is the American ideal? It's every, mm-hmm. it's 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 millions of people from everywhere in the yeah, world, everywhere. living together fairly well. No, nah, you know, look, uh, in, it, certainly stuff. And times have changed. Go to Times Square in the '80s, I'm sure. Blah blah blah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this and that. This you know, summer yeah, seven, seven, eight. Yeah, I get it. But having gone to New York just late in my life for the first time, but always having uh, an obsession with New York too. Growing up a Yankee fan in California. Yeah, I, just, I noticed that on your shelf. Yeah, here. we can talk about it. Uh, I you can get a vaccination for that, by the way. Really? Yeah. Are you a Mets guy? Well, we were we were a National League household growing up, and we had a lot of you well. Know, well, look right next. To, so there, you got the Mo Rivera right uh-huh. next to it is a Gary. Carter. There you go. Good old Gary Carter. Gary Gary was my favorite player. Yep, yep. But I was a, grew up a Yankee fan because I was a California kid, and I played on a lunch league softball team, and the team name was the Yankees. And I just didn't know I was I didn't know I was a <laughs> Dodger and Giant territory. We were uh, my town was split down the middle because we we're three hours from L.A. about four hours. That's from San Francisco. A, that's a sticky wicket. Sticky wicket. And I just was like, well, I like the Yankees. I had right. no idea the history of the team and right. anything like that. I was like, oh, they're from New York. Listen, largely, I'm 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 a sports eunuch. I yeah, yeah. I, I, I I care who you know who's doing better in the Starfleet standings, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Um, but yeah. growing up in Brooklyn at the time I did, you know, yeah. I had a bunch of uncles, you know, from Ireland, and, and these guys are great. Yeah. They, you know, grand uncles, they, they, they hopped on a boat from Ireland yeah. to the U.S. Imperial Japan attacks Pearl Harbor. They hopped back on a boat and go to Europe and fight and came back as citizens, well, you know. Them. Absolutely. And they all love the Brooklyn Dodgers. Of course. So, so there, we had a vested interest in hating the Dodgers, even sure. just based on just afterglow. Principle. Yeah, just based on afterglow principle. and principle. So we were a Mets household. Uh, didn't love the, the the Dodgers or the Yankees. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or uh, yeah. So it was yeah, but, fair enough. Yeah. And my son, his first t-ball thing out here was a Yankees thing, and my wife was a Yankees fan. You was just laughing at me. Ah, that's awesome. Yeah, so, so fun. point being, you you are a a New Yorker, but your wife hits this point. I'm fascinated mm-hmm. by these points um, where. Someone says, I have to go for it. I have to do it. It was a very big pivot point for her. And and a lot of things happened. And and for us, September 11, 2001 was a major point in in our lives, personally. Not not just for the lives of everyone uh, in this country and and, and, uh, decent people throughout the world. But it awakened certain things in both of us. Yeah. And and something about her acting... Yeah. came alive in a way that uh, that hadn't been there before. Right. You know, and uh, it was just like watching an artist blossom was was tremendous. Right. And, and I knew that when she said she, you know, she had to go do this, so I was like, of course you do. Of course. You know, as much as I didn't want to leave New York. Sure, you know? sure. Um, and then she came out and got a, uh, it was supposed to be a one-day, one-line right. gig on the show called Everybody Hates Chris, which was Chris yeah. Rock's. Life yep. as a kid, yeah. and that turned into you know four seasons and fifty odd episodes. She, Jackie played uh, his sweet, loving, extremely racist homeroom teacher, you know? <laughs> and it was nice. It was a show you know right. based in Brooklyn, you know, in the eighties, and it was you know and right. it was nice. And Chris Rock, you know, yeah. was putting food on our plates, and it was it was awesome. You That's know, great. It, was, it was very exciting. So and it paid off. It did pay. It off. paid off in a sense because we just had this conversation with Alicia Malone last week and just put her first book out. I'm very like, very happy for her. Yeah. The last time I was on Schmoes, uh, she was there, and, and I just and she was I, we hit it off. She's a very nice person, She's and great. I was thrilled to see. Uh, her book come out very yeah. before sitting on my shelf right over there backwards and, backwards and in heels available where fine books are sold um, but she had that point too of, of what do I want to do what do I want to focus mm-hmm. on and, and I got to do this now and and I, I so I respect that a lot but I also it's it's uh, it's commendable if it's not you know it's definitely difficult for you to be like yeah we, we are a team and we're right. going to do this right you yeah. know, my old man gave me good advice about relationships and, and, and that if you're looking at a relationship as 50-50, yeah. you're going to run into trouble because uh, they're okay. not always going to be 50-50. 
you know, not always, sometimes right. going to be 60, you know, 60, 40 or, uh, 80, 30. I'm bad at math. Uh, but <laughs> it works for me. Yeah. But, but the idea is you, you, you do what you, you know, you, you fill, you, you kind of fill the glass together. Yeah. And, um, Love and and I was I was not happy anymore where I was right. you know, work wise right. and uh, and so I came out here and I helped launch a small news division for a buddy of mine I used to work with okay. in Hollywood and okay. um, and then I uh, I met Larry Flint at a dinner party one night at a, at a friend's house this is he, great he calls me and, he, and this is a guy named Howard Bragman who's a, a big PR person out here nice great guy from uh, Flint Michigan. Um, and he said, oh, hey, uh, you want to come over to my house and have dinner with Larry Flint? I was like, uh, yes. <laughs> just, just <laughs> I do. Yes. It was the weirdest night. It was uh, Larry Flint, uh, um, Chuck, who's Howard's uh, mm-hmm. husband, uh, um, Steve Tisch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And show me his you know, giant rings. And, um, and we hit it off, Mr. Flint and I. And we ended up talking and, wow. and having an interesting conversation throughout the evening. I had a call from his assistant the next week. And, oh, Mr. Flint would like you to come up to visit the office. And I was like, sure. sure. And 10 minutes in, he offered me a job. And, wow. uh, and, and uh, I said, yes. <laughs> I, I, I don't, yeah. Doing what? Cause I don't know if I could turn that down either. Well, just right. Out of the, the career adventurism. Adve- side yeah. Of the was, adventure of it. Yeah. All. And, and, uh, I, I ended up being, uh, his personal PR guy and, and oh, I ran wow. PR for all of his companies and I had spent my entire career to that point, Ken, hanging up on PR people at work. Cause I didn't want yeah. to, you know, and, uh, I said, yeah, absolutely. Love that you go from Fox News to Flint. Oh, yes. You know, I I have to work for like maybe, you know, like, you know, Hezbollah or somebody else. So I can just be hated by everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm pretty much across the spectrum of uh, of being despised. Uh, And uh, I got fired a year and a day later. Really? (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, it was just it wasn't for you. You didn't. Well, it was it was it was it was wild and it was it was nutty. And and I tell you, I respect that man. And I always will because he did something for all of us. He he fought a First Amendment battle that went the Supreme Court, right, and and helped strengthen America. Despite yeah. you know what you what you may think about porn and everything else, the the man went to bat for, yeah. and the guy took a bullet in his spine for yep. for the same principle, you know. Yeah. And so that was part of why I went in there. And, sure. And um, but I, I couldn't do what he wanted me to do, which was to make him a, a standard pundit. Uh, okay. You know, and and I you know, maybe if I was better at the job, <laughs> but but anyway, uh, yeah. After that, I uh, I was uh, I was shown the door and uh, <laughs> <laughs> nicely. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean as nicely as he can be, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah. and, and then there. not long after is when I met uh, uh, Christian and uh, Ellis and Ellis yeah. doing doing stuff over reels. Doing there. stuff over reels. And then you go get the opportunity here to uh, produce this uh, oh, documentary on yes. Saturday Night Live. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I. Uh, a lot of people know listening to Napster Files, obsessed with Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. swore in my life I'd be on the show one day. That didn't work out. The life takes you where you need to not go. Done. Not done. You're not done. You're not done. You're, you're right. You're right. Phil Hartman got on late, too, right? That's right. right. Um, but uh, I want to know, we talked about this often mm-hmm. when I first met you, yeah. that you, you would come in to actually, I think, promote this right on yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. The, the boys were nice enough to have me on. Yeah. Um, there, there's been a lot of docs on SNL. There's been a lot of books. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've read all of them. Yeah. Uh, Saturday Night, <laughs> uh, the, the backstage history of the first five years mm-hmm. is the, one of my favorite books of all time. That, that's such, such a great oral history it's book, amazing. too. It's just a yeah, wonderful yeah. book. Yeah, yeah. And, and it covers a lot of things, and, it's, and it holds no punches. Uh, but your doc, something special because you really got amazing intimate access. We had crazy access. Uh, J.L. Pomeroy is, mm-hmm. was our EP, our EP and she's the, the person who she she runs, uh, she does a lot. And But at the time she was, uh, one of the things she was doing was running um, a live event, uh, the Costume Design Guild Awards, which is the, the gotcha. Oscars for the for the rag trade out here. Yeah. And, um, and she had Lorne Michaels on once and so she le- leveraged this, this, this thin relationship with yeah. Lorne Michaels into getting us in there. I mean, that's, she got us in there. She not did easy. all that. It's not easy. No. And, Michaels and, is historically not the guy you get access to. Right. You and, know. and I'll tell you, JL, to her eternal credit, you know, uh, the word no is, I think it just gives her hives. You that's know, a, it, it's, and, and that's the sort of, gosh, and that's the sort of uh, uh, the person she is. And so I came on and began to help shape the movie and, and, right. and talk about the narrative. And I was, you know, one of the guys who was yeah. on, who was alive when the when the movie when the show came out. You yeah. know, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and we had a wonderful director, a guy named Bowen Wynn, who's awesome, and he's and he's kicking all sorts of backside now. But he's younger, you know, and sure. but, but he's also really smart. But I was I, I had I had a, a familiarity with with more of the the history because we were trying yeah. to trying to contextualize forty years. 
yes. uh, uh, of a show against the backdrop of American life and American yeah. history was, was one of the challenges and was one of the great things about doing it. And that's one of the things I loved about the doc. Ah, thanks, dude. No, yeah. it absolutely, because SNL is a reflection of the times. Right. Each, each season, each cast, each absolutely, moment. Absolutely, absolutely. And to be, you know, and so we had like... We were there for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And, right. I, and I'd never seen the show live before. I'd never been to Studio 8H. You right. know? And 30 Rockefeller Center is, to me, it's, it's, it's like the Minas Tirith of... of, 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 <laughs> of it's just a vertical, beautiful thing of, 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 tele, of media power. And it's it mesmerizing. It's mesmerizing. It's gorgeous. You know, yeah. First of all, it's this gorgeous yeah, building. Yeah. And then the first day I walk in there to 8H, I'm like, there it is. Yeah. And we had office space up with Broadway Video way up on the 50th floor. I would never be in there. I would be sitting yeah. in the bleachers in 8H. Yeah, you know, either reading the paper, or working on you know something for the for the thing, or just, you know eating a sandwich. Even yeah, there's no one else in there, but it was oh, just, just soaking. But up I was the there in yeah. that room a lot. Yeah, and that meant that meant a lot to me. And 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 half the interviews that I conducted were done in that room. That's great. And so like I'm sitting there and I'm talking to Jane Curtin in that room. Yeah, you know I'm talking to Alec Baldwin in that room. Paul Simon, you know, uh, there are dozens of people who are, who who have been. In our lives, yeah. for all the, these years, yeah. and to be able to like you know talk about it being a, a fulfillment of uh, certain journalistic goals, yeah. you know, I, I got to sit and think and, and ask them what I wanted, just just you know, and, and it was wonderful. I, I mean, I, yes, yeah, I mean, I, I'm such an SNL historian too. That's yeah. why I love this stuff too. But uh, the, 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 to sit in front of Paul Simon, the, the, I mean, I'm I mean, a music guy too. So right. I, I don't know if I could complete my job. Well, that, and that was, it was a thing. It was, he was so cool. And everyone yeah. was so nice. And I'll tell you, like, the people who work on that show, all the, you know, everyone and from yeah. all the different departments, like once we got permission to go in, we, of course, were very respectful mm-hmm. and, and we were guests, <laughs> you know. Right. But everyone to a person was tremendous and right. welcoming. You know? Right. And, and like uh, Phil Himes, uh, the guy who, 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 the lighting designer, Phil Himes is now 94 years old. He right. still works there. Still does it. He still goes into work. Yeah. You know, and, and I asked him, I said, you know, what was the, what was the, 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 the biggest transition that you yeah. noticed? Um, yeah. Was it, t- was it black and white to color? Yeah. And he said it was HD to, it was standard to HD. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. That's fascinating. Yeah, and these guys are all, and women are all just, they're just such great craftspeople. Yeah. You know, and to be in that environment fueled all of us as a production team. Could you, could you, yeah, could you feel the ghosts? Could you feel the legends in a way? Yeah, I could. I remember having an opportunity to stand when I was training at the Growlings. I got up in the attic and could see stuff, you know, from from, from Paul Rubens and Phil right. Hartman and just everything. And, and I literally, not ghosts necessarily in some kind of conjuring way. No, but, no. But just you could feel history and Absolutely. energy Absolutely. No, it's palpable. Yeah. And for me, it yeah. certainly was that, yeah, yeah. being in that room as long as it was. You know? Yeah. It's tremendous. And you, uh, what, what year did you actually cover? What, uh, when you were shooting? Their 40th season. So the it was, 40th, uh, yeah. yeah. So it was uh, 20, was it 2014? To yeah, well, uh, times to 2015. Yeah. No, or, or, you know, wait, 20, geez, wait, 14. Uh, yeah, yeah, 75 like, it started. So, yeah, that would be, yeah, that'd be, that'd be right accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was crazy. And, you know, and to sit there and, and sit backstage or to sit off to the side or, like, be warned that, you know, there's going to be a quick change going on over here. Get, to get the you hell know, out of the way. And, yeah, and just to be, and to talk about, like, getting that live Jones back, you know, just to, yes. to see it happen. It yeah, tremendous. yeah. Uh, and uh, did you get to talk to the man himself, Lauren Michaels? Mm. Did you get to do that? I, it's funny. Uh, JL interviewed him, okay. RPP, and, uh, and I eventually talked to him at the uh, premiere. Uh, and, mm. you know, a very cool thing about this, too, on top of just, the incredible fortune to be involved in a job like this, right? Which didn't feel like a job because it was, you know, doing a thing on SNL for crying out loud. You yeah. Know? It was also the opening night movie of the Tribeca Film Festival in 2015, right. and that's significant to me because that film festival was started in response to the attacks of 9/11. They wanted yeah. to bring business and people and life back to my neighborhood, right. and and so to have my first feature documentary be the opening night movie for that festival itself was great. Uh, and so I spoke to him briefly then. Yeah? You know. How was that? It was cool. Yeah? You know, yeah. I was more excited talking to uh, King Adrock from, from Beasties, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like he was the, <laughs> I interviewed him. I was so excited, you know. I don't get starstruck for anybody. I got a little yeah. starstruck, starstruck for, for Adrock. Yeah, there's, yeah, we, I think we all have those kinds. Yeah. I, I don't know if I ever, I, a, f- a friend of mine was, was married to a cast member for a while, and, and uh, uh, he was there 
during his wife's first season. And then um, I talked to him. He's like, you ever run to Lauren Michaels? He goes, yeah, in the hallway. But I wouldn't say anything. But, you know, I, I peed next to him in a urinal. <laughs> you know, which I'm fascinated by this fact that, like, how does right. uh, Lauren Michaels use like the rest of us. urinal? In the, <laughs> exactly. um, this is made of gold. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, he had turned the corner. He was, like, doing some weird dance at one night. And he goes, Lauren Michaels kind of turned the corner and kind of looked at us and me and another person just kind of laughed. That's was like, hey, that's all you need for me. Exactly. That's all you need for me. But I don't know about you, but like, one of the things I always loved long before I even got involved with, with this documentary, like for me as a, as a kid mm-hmm. and a kid growing up in New York, you know, and, and often it was struggling to stay awake for the end and struggling. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I would doze off. And that 1250 sketch. Right. Or then I'd wake up and all of a sudden, you know, Don Kirshner's rock concert would be on. I'd miss, <laughs> I would miss the end of, of, of SNL. But I always knew it's like, and that, that, that piano music, that Howard Shore music yeah. at the end, it was always a little bit mournful, a little bit melancholy. It you is. Know, dun, 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 dun. And, and the I crowd's kind of clapping yeah. along. And I always knew, though, like that, that they were minutes away from ending and they were going to go back into the streets of the city. And, and to yeah. me, it was always like, you know, that city is always alive. Yes. You know? And that was one of the things that, that cemented that in my head for some odd reason. It, well, I, that's why SNL is so, I mean, it's so of, of that city and why I became obsessed with the city. And it took me so long to get to there. You guys posted stuff not long ago. But you were there for some... We were there for a, a, a complex media staff okay. meeting. We got flown out there. We did live movie talks. And then the year prior, I got to go out for New York Comic Con that's with what Screen I Junkies. That was right. my first trip to New York because I just didn't travel much, long story short. No. But I always felt I was going to be on SNL. And I always felt like, like a lot of kids, a lot right. of kids, a lot of kids. And, and I, didn't, I didn't take it. And a lot of it was because of my fears that got in the way of my career, my fears of, of moving and how I could not imagine being on that coast and da 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 um, and with that I first understand trip, that. Yeah, it's tough, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and, and uh, Dan Murrell from Screen Junkies, who had loved New York and been there several times, he was kind of my tour guide around the city. And then we, we, he goes, you want to go to 30 Rock? And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I just, I, I thought, yeah, that's awesome. 30 Rock, 30 Rock. Right. And I turned the corner, and I'm telling you, when I sat there on that bench above that ice rink, and I looked up, and that's why I say it's mesmerizing, I cried. Dude. I cried because I was like, that could have been my life, but what, what's going on up there? But also the feeling, the energy, it was, it was, it was something else. I, I, and, I, and, and I understand what you're talking about in terms of, like, you know, road, it's not yeah. traveled and things. You're doing great, dude. I mean, you know. I appreciate it. It's taken me a while. Hey, but that's, but that's a great thing. It, most people don't right. go for a third of the things they want. Right. You know, Life so. takes you where you need to go. Yeah, is what so kudos say. for you, oh, bro. Thank you, sir. Yeah. And to you, too, as well. And this, this documentary uh, is, uh, is Live from New York, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, which is uh, similar. There's also the book called that, but this is separate from separate, that. Absolutely totally separate, absolutely. Separate yeah, like totally separate like um, that. And you were there. Take me back. Uh, I don't want to get too lost in an mm-hmm. SNL train, but I could talk about it for a while. <laughs> um, you were there during uh, Leslie Jones's big moment, right, where she had that, yeah, that uh, kind of controversial speech. Yeah, right? that was the great thing, too. And funny about, you know, we were concerned about, you know, how we would be accepted and welcomed. You know? Right, right. And, and uh, the week before mm-hmm. we got there, Leslie got hired. Right, right. And so we were sitting... To write first, and then she started... Yeah, oh, and then yeah, very yeah. quickly she got, a, yeah, yeah. she got in front. And we were sitting up on the 17th floor, yeah. and uh, outside of Lauren's office, and um, and I met Lenny Pickett at that point, you know, the band. Oh, leader, yeah. And uh, he was a very great guy. I'm like, hey, he Lenny, real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, I didn't tell Leslie I was coming. So, sure. So all of a sudden, Leslie walks into the room, and I said, hey, Leslie. Yeah. And she turns around and... In her very quiet, subdued way, <laughs> welcomed us to SNL. And yeah, it was and it was great. And 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 we interviewed her. She's a chief has a big part in it because of all the things that happened. Yes, around that. Yes, um, yeah. And it was nice to talk about moments that you can capture. And it's kind of neat that work in a documentary. You know, yeah. that her first big, big, big night. Yeah. You know, we had the camera on her, and I was talking to her right before she went on, and yeah. right after she came out. So it's like n- nice little moments that we were able to capture. That's you know? great, and great to see her, who's a, who's a journeyman, you know, stand up, you know, driving from here to there yeah. to everywhere, and and you know, the boys know her, and yeah. and, and Ellis, yeah, Ellis is good friends with yeah. Leslie, yeah, yeah, and uh, and and I was just I couldn't have been happier for her. Yeah, you know. and, and talk about someone getting that "quote unquote" big break late. Oh my God! Right? You know? I know, and that's that's inspirational too. Absolutely is. Yeah. Absolutely is. Yeah. So, so so you never know. You never know, and you, know. you never know with you. Where do you where do you head from now? Where you, 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 this is a big thing, a producer, but you've got a lot of different uh, things you've done. Listen, I would be if I could try to if I could sell a couple of science fiction shows, mm. I'd be happy. But I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm developing a show now that came from an unexpected place, and it's a it's a documentary series and. Uh-huh. We're calling it wrongfuls, and okay. what this is about is about um, a team of people who work to try to exonerate folks who may have been wrongly convicted. Okay, and 
One of my best friends, Bill Hughes, uh, who was my partner on this, Bill and I went to the same journalism program in New York. Right. And, uh, and actually, he and my oldest brother, John, went to high school together in Brooklyn. I've known Bill for 30-odd years. Sure. <laughs> I went to TV. Bill went to print. Bill's a real print guy. Died in the wool. Old know, school print Ink-stained ink wretch. You know, <laughs> ink under the nails. Uh, and he got exonerated this guy named Johnny Incapier. Johnny Incapier had spent 25 years in prison for uh, the murder of a uh, of a, a tourist from Utah, New York City, okay. named uh, Watkins. He didn't do it. Just plain didn't do it. And Bill found the evidence and got this guy released from jail. Wow. I mean, which is amazing. And, and it transformed yeah. Bill's life. Yeah. So he, through that, met this guy named Jeff Deskovic. And Jeff Deskovic is another one of these insane stories. At, at, uh, at 17, he gets mm-hmm. sentenced for the rape and murder of a 15-year-old classmate. Okay. Crime he did not commit. At all. At wrong all. place, wrong time, all that kind of uh, stuff. Worse. Whatever it is. Worse. Worse. Corruption. Uh, the grooming. Yeah, yeah. You know, just, just bad. Just uh, The thing that hurts everybody. You yeah, know, yeah. Bad, bad policing, bad prosecuting. Yes. The, the kind of stuff that hurts us all, uh, including the good cops, Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Um, of which most of them are. Yeah. Uh, he started the foundation after he got released. Right. He got a big settlement from the state of New York. And instead sure. of blowing his brains out or instead of yeah. drinking himself to death, he said, I want to be the guy I needed when I was inside. Perfect. So I'm working with these guys on this this show to, uh, that, that follows them and, and their, uh, their Herculean efforts to try to get... People wow. who they consider to be good bets for exoneration out, and they've yeah. already gotten guys out. So was, that's what I'm working on now. It's a New York shooting, and we're cutting a sizzle reel now. And that's uh, fascinating. It is. I it's, mean, and now I mean, you got um, you know serial and so you well, know, right. how, how to make a murder and yeah. all that stuff. You know. So the so the environment in terms of, of selling this and having this be something yeah. that the public gets on board with is is it's quite right. Uh, thirsty for it. They're, it's thirsty for it, yeah. and the idea is you know it's sort of like a reverse America's Most Wanted, as Bill yeah. says. You know, we're asking the public for help. Yeah. yeah. To not. Get people put in jail, but to help get them out, because you know, the, and eventually, you know, there and, and there's no once they're out, there's no doubt, and that's right. sort of why you know it's not like you, you're. We're this isn't gray more. area stuff. This is uh, right. This yeah, is this sometimes is, it might be, but, but right. But, so that's what I'm involved with now, and it's and it's a hard thing to unsee once once yeah, seen. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm, and some I'm, purpose behind it, not just yeah. a. You're not just writing poems here. Not no. that poems are bad. No, no, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's what I'm working on right now. That's great. Yeah, you're settling in. You, 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 you've been in LA now 11 years. Yeah, you mentioned off air. You still, yeah. you still feel like you're settling in. In a lot of ways, you know, it Why was is that just uh, miss New York. I miss New York, but you and, get to go back there. I, I do, I do, but but I, I also uh, I'm wired for a different sort of day to day in mm-hmm. that you know I didn't get my license until I was 36 and you know until oh, I moved out here I just didn't need it right? I just didn't need it you know hop on a train or walk and right right um, listen we have wonderful friends out here yeah, you yeah. know and, and this is my son's hometown for crying out loud yeah you know uh, but it's uh, it's still hard to socially I find it to be tough yeah you know and Uber's made it actually a lot easier yeah 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 you know, things yeah. like that you know my well, no, no, it is because, like, you know, it, it's good intentions. We're all busy. We're all of careers and lives and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's like you and I have exchanged a couple messages. Right. Of, uh, but we've of, done it. Now we've we're done it. it. Now we've done it. And, yeah. and it's been recorded for posterity. And we're exactly. going gonna to do it again without microphones, <laughs> yeah. uh, like real friends. But, yeah, it's like it's it's those good intentions of, yeah, yeah, let's get together. Let's do it. And then it's right. like life. And then it's like we you go off work a project. I end up going to Collider. Then it's like I run into you again. And right. it's like things. And it's like I, I, it's just how life works. But I, I have to imagine I've spent – Seven days total in New York, but I can totally feel a different. There is a different connective energy out there to the people around you. It's just a little different. That's really well put, uh, and I think that's sort of one of the big things. You know, yeah. the about life in Los Angeles. So much of the socializing is destination driven. Hey, I'll meet you over here. I'll, yes. I'll, I'll meet you here. You know, if I'm in the city, I'm walking home from work. Yeah, you, know, you want to bump into each other? Hey, Ken, what's up? You know, and yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to go have a beer? Great. You know, there's a lot of the a lot of incidental socializing which keeps things exciting. Right. And right. I always felt, and particularly after the attacks, it's uh, you know keep, keep going back to it, but um, it's it, 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 pretty big. It, yeah, I, guess it, I guess it is. It is. I always felt buoyed mm-hmm. by the sense that I shared the city with millions of yeah. other souls, even if I was wouldn't even talk to them, most of them ever. You know, just yeah. knowing that I was with them. Feeling that in that palpable way, you said you know you sort of you yeah. feel something you know uh, ghosts if you will. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and so that that was a, a big thing to adjust to leaving here, uh, leaving New York and coming here. It's that thing from uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, Collateral. Uh, uh-huh. uh, you know, Tom Tom Cruise. I love uh, that movie. Love uh, you know, what, yeah. Michael Mann, Michael right? Mann is and uh, Stuart Beatty wrote it. Um, 
I, I love I love Los Angeles. I don't think I ever want to leave it uh, no. unless something comes up that needs to take me from here. But sure. uh, I, I agree with Tom Cruise's character uh, about it, about the disconnect. And it is, it is that. You have to find the pockets of good friends, and I think that's what I found. Right, which is wonderful. But yeah. I, can, I can totally sense a difference. And, and uh, uh, I don't, I, 9-11, I was out here, but mm. I, I, it, it, it's, I watched it live as it happened. Well, it happened so, to all of us. Yeah, it struck, yeah it's one of those things, yeah. right? So every, every year I put in the documentary about those French brothers. Uh, oh, gosh, and, yeah. I, and I just kind of watch it and uh, take it in. You can totally tell when it happens. Everyone on the street is together. Everyone. And right. I don't think that would happen in L.A. Yeah. I don't think it would. Yeah. It's, it's almost impossible. To it is almost impossible. And and, yeah. and the the cars in which we drive, yeah, sort of serve the 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 thing that keeps us apart somewhat. You yeah. Know? Again, and I'm not trying to crap on L.A. Listen, I no, get I it, love man. it. I, get I love it. it. Yeah. yeah, I get the quality of life and and, and wonderful stuff and and yeah. it's, you know, I totally get it. I just miss. I'm part of it. I just miss my hometown. You know? Sure, <laughs> sure. But you, but you, but you took that leap. Um, yes. Uh, not you know for you, for your wife, for your family, for your careers, and that that's brave. That's tough. It is. It is, and it's what you do. You try to you know. I, I always have to remind myself, you know, and and to fight against complacency, you know, and and look at the, this being the one life that I'm, I yeah. know I'm guaranteed. You know, yeah. whatever comes after, I, I, I don't do, know. <laughs> do you do a, do you do a complacency check? Do you do? You, <laughs> I do. Every I, once some, while? I do. It, it's uh, and sometimes it's uh, it's easier than others. Yes, Um, absolutely. Sometimes life does it for you. (laughs) Exactly. That is very true. That is very true. (laughs) You have uh, you've had an interesting uh, life career. A lot of uh, a lot of things in it here. Uh, I am. uh, I I think I want to learn how to parent from you. Uh, (laughs) Not that I'm going to be a parent anytime soon. Uh, Or maybe I just want to watch Star Wars with you and your son. (laughs) Anytime. Anytime. And, uh, and and if we do ever get around to uh, showing him the prequels, you may have to be there for context. I, I, I might have to, you know, look, there's there's themes in it. There's good warnings for children about what attachment, the wrong kind of attachment. There's a lot of stuff there. There is. There's a lot is. of stuff there. Just there's some things I understand right. that are hard to accept. <laughs> I remember seeing, uh, I went to uh, see Joe Black. That, that oh, Brad yeah, Pitt. meet Joe Black. And I, right, and, I, and I went to see that. Because Phantom Menace trailer was in front of it. That's how you did it. Yeah, and that I, was the YouTube. Go buy a ticket. That was it. Exactly. I wasted ten bucks, whatever the hell it was, and and left as soon as the trailer ended. But uh, a lot of people did. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's such a nice thing to have back in, in a purer sense in my life now. Too, yeah, so from another point of listen, view. Listen, I know that the world is a crazy place filled with things that are are bad and whatever, blah blah blah, but. For the part of my soul and my brain and my heart that that holds science fiction and right. things like that precious, yeah, Star Wars is a big deal. Yeah, a big chunk of it. Absolutely is, and you it's know? and it's not a bad thing to sit a young kid down and say, "Start learning." It's pretty wonderful. Yeah. It is. Yeah. That's yeah. what George intended. I love yeah. George's set at celebration. Star Wars is for kids. It's for the twelve-year-old on the brink of adulthood and on the brink of the real world. Yeah. Yeah. To sit and learn. So you have started your your son on the right path. <laughs> we can talk for more and more and more, and we'll do it again. I'm sure at Absolutely. some point we should talk some SNL uh, as well. But uh, uh, for right now, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, oh, and you uh, you are on Twitter, right? You can be followed. And I am talked uh, to. Frankly, I think the only reason I'm here is you wanted to capitalize on my 60 followers. So, uh, uh, you know what? <laughs> I'll tell you what. If it's 60 people that haven't heard the Napsuck files, I'm winning. I think. I think. Uh, uh, 50 of them are bots of some kind. Perfect. Must be. Those uh, bots can listen all they want. <laughs> no, I, I'm on Twitter, Owen Mugen. You know, uh, I think there's a picture of uh, me standing there with the Enterprise behind me or something Love like that. Love that. Yeah. Mugen, good, good Irish, but I, Italian Irish you're talking yeah, about? classic New York mutt, Irish, Italian. You know. Love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah, that name that name that name came over checked into Dallas Island. <laughs> it did. Absolutely. Mugen is yeah. here. Uh, all right, Owen, I want to thank you so much for coming into the Napsack Files, sharing some twelve year Glenn Levitt with me and uh, breaking in these uh, wonderful microphones from the fine folks of Rode who are making Napsack Files sound so good right now. We can be f- uh, found on uh, Apple Podcasts. I keep saying iTunes. They've changed that. iTunes <laughs> is like this weird other thing. Apple Podcasts, we can uh, we're on there, we can be found on there, rate and review on Stitcher. Uh, don't forget there is a Patreon page for the Napsack Files at patreon.com slash the Napsack Files. So uh, for Owen, for George Lucas, the prequels, Lauren Michaels, we'll see you next time here on the Napsack Files.